Amen, amen. Good morning. Buenos dias. Welcome. Bienvenidos. How good it is to be worshiping the Lord together this morning. If you're worshiping with MCCLV online today, take a moment, type into the comments where you are worshiping from. We'd love to hear. For those who are gathered in person, if you could just turn to a neighbor, give a wave, a howdy, a hello, how you doing? Again, how good it is to be worshiping together. Uh, for anyone who is new or newer to MCC, we have a welcome to MCC card in the pew, if you could fill that out. For those who are worshiping online, there's going to be an online form that's going to be posted. Um, big news starting, not this, uh, starting January 4th, Tuesday, January 4th, I will have a new Bible study series uh, sexuality, Orientation, and Gender in the Bible. We're going to offer two classes on Tuesday nights, a 6 p.m. via Zoom and a 7 p.m. in-person class. Uh, so again, Sexuality, Orientation, in the Bible, that starts on Tuesday, January 4th. Uh, new year, new class. It would be great to see folks there. Also, if you could like and share this worship broadcast, uh, that would be wonderful. There's someone out there who needs to hear a good word from God today. If you're in person, it's okay to take out your phone and share that. If you're online, just click the share button uh, to share the broadcast. Also, we will be offering a communion liturgy today. For those who are worshiping at home, if you could get your elements together so you can participate in the liturgy, a piece of bread, a cracker, some juice to participate in communion. For those who are in person, you received a communion kit on your way into the sanctuary. If you, are, if you need a communion kit, if you didn't get one, just put a hand up in the air and we will be sure to bring you one of those. And I think that completes our worship-related announcements. If you could please rise as able and let's join in saying together our church's purpose statement. MCCLV's purpose is to worship and serve God through acts of justice and compassion. And now let's share a sign of peace with one another. If you are in person, turn to a neighbor or neighbors, give the peace sign, a wave. For those online, just type in the word peace or use the peace emoji, and let's share a sign of peace. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. He rules the world with truth and grace, and makes the nations And wonders of his love, and wonders of his love, and wonders, wonders of his love. How are we to live as God's beloved children? 
We are to have attitudes and actions of compassion and justice. How are we to live as neighbors with one another? We are to put on the garments of love and peace. Let us come before God in gratitude for all we have been given. God, thank you for all you continue to do in our lives. Amen. You may be seated as we continue to worship. See the virgin, he is delivered in a cold and crowded stall. Mirror of the Father's glory lies beside her in the straw. He is mercy's incarnation. Marvel at this miracle. For the virgin gently holds the glorious impossible. the lepers, bless the children, love both human and divine, praise the wisdom of the Father who has spoken through the Son, speaking still God calls us to the glorious impossible. And he bears eternal scars He was raised for our salvation And his righteousness is ours Praise, oh praise him Praise the glory of this lavish grace so full Lift your souls now and receive the glorious impossible for those who are worshiping online, 
you can start typing your prayer requests right into the comments. For those who are gathered in person, uh, what I'm going to do in just a moment, I'm going to pause and into that, that silent moment, we can speak aloud uh, our prayers, uh, any situation, circumstance, any person needing our collective prayer energy, we will lift up together. So we've established praying ground. This is sacred space. This is praying ground, and so uh, let's lift up those prayers now. Rejoice, oh God, that you hear our prayers, whether they have been lifted up aloud, whether they've been typed, or whether they remain in our hearts. You hear us, you know us, and you respond to our needs. Lord God, we are so, so grateful. And we thank you especially for the gift of this day. We thank you especially for the gift of our elders, like Simeon and Anna, whom we will hear about in today's scripture passage. Thank you for their faithfulness and their devotion. You bless us at every age, O oh God. You work through us to be a blessing to others. Pour out your spirit on this worship service. We want to hear from you. We want to live out your calling to us. Thank you for forgiving us, for ignoring you or avoiding you, God. Thank you for forgiving the relentless focus on ourselves. We are worshiping today because we want to be less about ourselves and much more about you, oh God. You are a holy God. You are a strong tower. You are the rock of our salvation. You have graciously provided us with a savior. We humbly ask that you help us to follow in the ways of Jesus. Re-energize us in our time together that we might go into your world shining forth your love and your light. And we all pray, amen. His love it went on longing And His love it went on reaching Right past the shackles of my mind, oh, my mind, and the word of the maker. 
love it went on on long oh and his love it went on reaching right past the shackles of my Good morning, children and families. I am Jamie Balliott of MCCLV's Board of Directors. Metropolitan Community Church of the Lehigh Valley is committed to our ministry of passing the Word of God on to our next generation. At this time, we have said goodbye to some families and children due to changes in their lives and, of course, the prolonged pandemic. I can remember Sunday school as a child, and that foundation never left me. I also volunteered as a teacher at churches, including this one. I know many of you have close relatives or friends that have children ages around four to 12. MCC warmly welcomes these children to our Sunday school program, which runs Sunday mornings at 11.30 a.m. As parents or guardians, you can worship without worry because your children will be busy learning about Jesus in fun ways. I'm asking to think of your grandchildren, your nieces or nephews, and close family friends who have younger children. Can you please share this information with them? We would love to see an abundance of children learning about the love of God. For more information, please contact Tiersa Rothman, our Sunday School Coordinator, at MsTiersaRothman at gmail.com. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless the children. Hello, children. Happy New Year. I mean, Happy New Year. This is Barb talking to you from Allentown, PA. Happy New Year. There's been an awful lot of exciting things going on in the last couple of months. Thanksgiving, and then we had four weeks of Advent, and then we celebrated Christmas, the birth of Christ, when love and light came into the world. And then now, it's a big deal. It's a new year, 2022. Well, when I was about the age some of you probably are, around seven or eight years old, my brother and I were going to have a babysitter on New Year's Eve and my parents were going to be going out. But before they left, they said to me, Barb, when you go to bed tonight, it's going to be the old year. And when you wake up in the morning, 
It's going to be a brand new year. And guess what I did? Do you think I shouted, hooray, or clapped, or yelled? Nope. Right there in the kitchen, I started to cry. My parents were a little bit upset. They didn't know what was going on. They said, what's wrong? What's wrong? When I told them, I didn't want the old year to end. I had a really good time that year. I learned how to ride a two-wheeler, bicycle. Uh, I think I got my long hair cut. I grew about an inch and I didn't want to let it go. I didn't want it to be over. So they sat me down before they left and they explained that it's just one more day. On our calendars, it's a different year, but just one more day. So happy you near when I say that by mistake. It reminds me that God is near me every day, no matter what year, no matter what day of the week, no matter how tall I am or whether I can ride a bicycle. But I'd like you to try to remember that as we go into the new year. The old may be gone, but the new is waiting for us. Think how much happened in the last year in your lives. And we have all a new year to look forward to. And when God is near us, we can take courage and faith to step forward and enjoy each and every day. Guaranteed. We'd like to pray a blessing over your children. Those who are watching or joining us, please join me. <clears throat> Dear God of all time, please pour down your loving spirit on all children. May they turn to you and grow to know that you are always near. Only a thought or a prayer or a person away. Please be with all children in school and at home and when they're out in their communities and world each day during this new year, 2022. Protect and bless their lives to your glory. And in Jesus' name we pray. Happy you near. Happy New Year. Amen. Greetings. My name is Kimberly Gruen, and I bring you greetings from my home in Nazareth. I give to God through MCCLV because I have seen all the good MCCLV does for the community, and I believe in MCCLV's mission. For example, since the start of the pandemic, MCCLV has donated over $17,000 in food store gift cards to those in need. As the ministry has shared, MCCLV is in need of donations to cover expenses such as payroll and also to cover ministry costs. If you are able to give an additional gift to the church, please consider doing so. I am blessed to be in a place in my life that I can give to God through MCCLV and to do so directly through my employer's payroll deduction. Praise God for the opportunity to be generous. If you are unemployed or underemployed and are unable to give, we request you keep MCCLV in your prayers. You can give your offering online through MCCLV's website at www.mcclv.org. Click on the donate button or give via PayPal. You may also write a check to MCCLV and mail it to the church at 1401 Greenview Drive in Bethlehem, PA 18018. For those who are present in person at the church, Wranglers will guide you through the giving process. God has given us every good thing. Let us return to God a portion of all God has graciously so given to us. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Our reading today comes from chapter 2 of the Gospel according to Luke. Hear God's word for you. 
When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to be presented to the Lord. As it is written in God's law, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the God's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him into his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign God, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelations to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about their child. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer, night and day. At that moment she came, and began to praise God, and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Here ends today's reading. Praise God that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Praise God indeed. Will you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us, we pray. Amen. Well, I thought about naming today's message, uh, giving it a different title. I thought about calling it OK Boomer. Just stick with me for a moment. I've been known to sometimes make gentle fun of the baby boomer generation, and I figure it's okay because my spouse, Carol, is a boomer, and because now I'm also a part of the over 50 crowd. Right? I have my AARP card, the American Association of Retired Persons. So we have a mixed generation marriage. Carol is a boomer, while I am Generation X. And in the United States, the baby boomer generation is recognized as being born between the years 1946 and 1964. Generation X, born between the years 1965 and 1980. So, most of the time, for Carol and I, our generational difference doesn't matter, right? Neither of us is particularly limited by age bracket. We are open to music, movies, literature, sports, or whatever outside of our generation. The only time that it has mattered is when it comes to the corrupt way that our nation approaches health insurance. 
But I'm going to leave that whole discussion uh, for another time. We can talk about that uh, some other time. The focus today in Scripture is on two elders, two elders, Simeon and Anna. And praise God for elders. So what's the true title of today's message? Well, Simeon and Anna and all the saints who kept this thing going for centuries. So today we celebrate our elders. We celebrate all of the faithful people of any age who have come before us and have been devoted to God and have maintained the spiritual practices of the church. Praise be to God. Now, are there any fans here today of the writer, Sister Joan Chittister? Uh, maybe a few, see a few nods, okay. Uh, on this next slide, we have Sister Joan Chittister. She's a Benedictine nun. She has written a lot on aging. And what does she point out? She says that elders have built all they want to build. It is their task in life now to evaluate what has become of it, what it did to them, and what of good they can leave behind them. Now, Chittister, I really appreciate this, Chittister is very careful to point out that at any age, at any age, life is about ripening. I love that. At any age, life is about ripening. It's about growing in God, growing in our skills and commitments. I say this so many times. I'm, I'm sure people are sick of it, but I'm a lifetime learner. I am a lifetime learner. I think we're all called uh, to continually learn. Now, several years ago, I had purchased Chittister's book. It was titled The Gift of Aging, and I could only get through one chapter. Uh, I, wanted, I, I picked up the book because I wanted to know what was ahead for me, but it, there was something, I, I simply wasn't ready to read the book. And I'm going to try picking it up again uh, in a few months, maybe in a couple of years. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, on this next slide is from an article that Chittister wrote for the HuffPost website. And Sister Joan, she says that there are seven blessings of aging. And I love the seven blessings of aging. Perspective, time, freedom, newness, tale-telling, relationships, and transcendence. Now, for the purpose of today's scripture passage with Simeon and Anna, we're going to mostly focus in on that final blessing, transcendence. But I do want to share just a bit on each of the blessings because I, I, I just was so moved by what she wrote. So for the first blessing perspective, Chittister points out that elders know what lasts in life. Elders know what counts in life. And what remains in life after all the work has been completed are the relationships that sustained us, not the trophies we collected along the way. So that's a bit about perspective. For the second blessing, time, Chittister shares that for the first time in life, elders have time to enjoy the present, have the time to enjoy the moment. For that third blessing, freedom, Chittister writes that there's a kind of liberation that comes with being an elder. The competition and stress that comes with trying to find a place in today's highly impersonal economy fade away, and we can do what we like. For the fourth blessing, newness, I love this. Uh, she points out, so Chittister points that out, that if truth were told, it's really elders who have the option to become new again. The blessing of life as an elder, she writes, lies in the realization that our life is not over, but beginning again in a whole new way. Praise be to God. For the fifth blessing, tale-telling, 
Chittister shares that the elders in society are its living history, its balladeers who tell the history of a people and the lessons of growth that come with them. Uh, sometimes my mom will, will share something and, and I'll say, Mom, that's an old wives' tale. And she'll say, well, I'm an old wife. <laughs> For the sixth blessing, relationships. Chittister writes that elders have the luxury of attending to people rather than to things. And out of that attention, she writes, comes a new sense of being really important to the world. One of the great blessings of being elderly is not that it isolates us, but that ironically, it ties us more tightly to the people around us. And then we come to that final blessing, the final blessing that comes with aging, transcendence. And this is the one I think most links with our scripture passage. Chittister writes, it is the elders in a society who distill the real meaning of life. And they do it right before our eyes. So I wanna say, I wanna go back to that, but first I wanna say a little bit more about our scripture passage today. Right before our eyes, Simeon and an elder named Anna distill for us the real meaning of life. Both of them elders. On this next slide, we're gonna see one artist's rendering of Simeon and Anna. And what Simeon and Anna do, they help us to understand the real meaning of life is not found in one's accomplishments or how society defines success, it's instead found in transcendence. So Simeon and Anna, they spend their days in the temple. And so it's no surprise that both of these elders are present when the Holy Family comes to Jerusalem. You see, Mary and Joseph, they brought their son Jesus to be presented in that great temple in Jerusalem. Mary and Joseph, remember, they are a religiously observant couple. And so they're gonna follow their community's religious directives. And so in the book of Exodus, the community of Israel, they are directed to take their firstborn son to the priests at the temple for this ritual of consecration, to be dedicated unto the Lord. Now, along with the dedication, according to the religious law of the time, families are directed to bring animals. Why are they directed to bring animals? Well, the, the priest will dedicate that animal on the altar as a, a part of the ritual. Now, we learn that Mary and Joseph are a financially stressed couple because instead of bringing a lamb, what do they do? They bring a couple of birds. So uh, re religious law at the time, it allowed substitutes. So if you couldn't afford a lamb, you could bring uh, a couple of, of birds, two pigeons, uh, to be sacrificed by the temple priests as a part of the dedication ritual. And at the temple, we're told that there's a man named Simeon. And in the passage, we hear that Simeon was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on Simeon. And furthermore, the Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he would not see death until he had seen God's Messiah. And so Simeon takes the infant Jesus in his arms. Simeon praises God, saying, Sovereign God, you are now dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. This is also known as Simeon's song in Latin, the Nunc Dimittis, now you dismiss. It's the night prayer for Roman Catholics. So Simeon is now good to go. He can enter into eternal life. Why? Because he has seen the Messiah. 
Now, we hear this from some families, not family members expecting to give birth to a Messiah, but instead we hear about a spiritual connection sometimes between generations. A family member is near death, but they hang on until a child is born in the next generation, and then they feel a sense of release. Sometimes elderly couples who have been together for quite some time, sometimes they die in quick succession. Richard and Shirley Meek were from Warsaw, Ohio. They were married for 70 years. They had five children, 13 grandchildren, 28 great-grandchildren. And Richard and Shirley, they died in each other's arms within minutes of each other last year, January 16th. And they were scheduled to receive their COVID vaccine on January 19th. Uh, and their daughter, Debbie, I love what she said. Their daughter, Debbie, said, my parents got the blessing of walking together through the gates of heaven into eternity without ever having to face until death do us part. How many people can say that? I just thought that was so beautiful. Around uh, 10 years ago, I came to the understanding that I could die. I felt it very strongly. You see, I had just seen the late, great civil rights legend, John Lewis. He was speaking at Moravian College, which is now Moravian University. And I, was, I had always admired his life, but I had never heard him speak. You see, John Lewis, he became a congressman. He had been a, uh, an advocate and an activist for civil rights as a young man. He had been beaten frequently. He was arrested over 40 times while advocating for equality in the United States. And I felt like I could die after hearing John Lewis speak because I was in the presence of such profound love and courage. I had seen John Lewis live and in person. Now, apparently God wanted me to stick around for a little bit longer, but remember, we don't know when we will be dismissed in peace. That's up to God. That's not up to us. I saw in an obituary for uh, uh, wonderful Archbishop Desmond Tutu this morning. He had said um, right after Nelson Mandela was elected president, he said that he could die now. Uh, and that was, I think, in, in the mid-90s, and it, uh, he just passed now in 2021. Simeon, our elder Simeon in Scripture, says to Mary, this child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. So Simeon, what he's doing is he, he's warning Mary that there are going to be challenges ahead. Mary's son, Jesus, will impact the community of Israel. His prophetic ministry will face resistance. And Mary is going to be personally impacted by what God is doing through her son. It was probably a lot for Mary to take in from Simeon. And if the words from Simeon weren't enough for Mary and Joseph, we also hear that there's a, a, a prophet present at the time of Jesus' dedication. Anna, we hear, was of great age, and we hear that she never left the temple but worshiped there with fasting and prayer day and night. And at that moment, Anna came, began to praise God and speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And the passage ends today with noting that the Holy Family finished everything according to the religious law. They returned to Nazareth, 
And we hear that Jesus grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. So Simeon and Anna are a part of the story of Jesus, but things don't end with Simeon and Anna. They have passed on to future generations their spiritual commitments. Simeon and Anna were faithful over many, many years. And I like to think of Simeon and Anna singing the song, I'm Still Here. I'm wondering if anyone's familiar with that song written by the late, great Stephen Sondheim from the musical Follies. Instead of I'm Still Here, maybe Simeon and Anna could sing it as a duet, right? We're still here. Good times and bum times, we've seen them all, and my dear, we're still here. We've been through Herod, Pilate, and Herodias' affair, and we're here. We've gotten through the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Gee, that was fun and a half. Now, just a, a bit of an update there. So Simeon and Anna have entered into transcendence. To repeat what Sister Joan Chittister wrote, it is the elders in a society who distill the meaning of life. And so what are Simeon and Anna distilling for us? Well, that meaning comes from spiritual and religious rhythms that God has provided, that God has established. Meaning comes through blessing a child in the sanctuary. Meaning comes from gathering with community for prayer and praise of God. Meaning comes through spiritual study and serving others. Now, transcendence, that's a fancy theological term. It refers to the idea of God as beyond creation. We say that God is transcendent. What does that mean? God is beyond, God is beyond creation. And God is not limited to creation. And God is not limited by creation. So when we apply transcendence to human activity, it means that we are all called each of us is called to seek that which is beyond us, to seek that which is not easily comprehensible. So to have a transcendent experience is when we can't even put into words what's happened, right? We felt God's powerful presence, but we're unable to even talk about it. And I actually think that we learn the most about transcendence from our transgender siblings. So when people transcend gender, what are they doing? They're going beyond, yes. They're going beyond that which, uh, uh, that which we see. So they enter into that which is beyond us. There's a, a, a transgender activist, Antui, wrote in 1998, she wrote that transcending gender is a spiritual imperative. And I loved that. Transcending gender is a spiritual imperative. It's a must. It's a spiritual command. And in 2014, Reese Harper created a photo project titled Transcending Gender. And Harper says that transgender people are everywhere. We are doctors, attorneys, students, musicians, bankers, parents, brokers, teachers. We are free spirits, creative souls, world travelers, animal rescuers, performers, lovers, fighters, hopers, dreamers movers and shakers. We too exist, and what we have to offer the world transcends the boundaries of gender. And again, that's a photographer named Reese Harper who created this photo project, Transcending Gender. 
And I'm going to show a few slides from this photo project. On this next slide is Aiden. And Aiden is a taxidermist and a Native American two-spirit tribal artist. And he lives in Boise, Idaho. On the next slide is Lana. Lana is a third-generation firefighter in Columbus, Ohio. In 2016, she retired after 35 years of service. Now, this next slide is Zoe. Zoe is a DJ, a photographer, an activist. She DJs every Saturday night at a local Cleveland nightclub. She's also involved as a local and national activist uh, advocating for trans women of color. So to transcend is to go beyond. We have a transcendent God who is beyond us, a God who is above, a God who is other than, a God who is distinct from all that God has made. So God is the creator, we are the created. And our transcendent God calls us into transcendence. Now this doesn't mean that we're called to be God, okay? But rather that we're to go beyond the literal. We're to go beyond the material. And we're to enter into the spiritual. This life is not all there is. There's something beyond us called eternal life. And yet there's something beyond us in our earthly lives also. We are called beyond ordinary existence into spiritual existence. Most of the time we live in ordinary existence rather than spiritual existence. There's a great teacher of prayer. Her name is Cynthia Bourgeau. On this next slide, she says this, without special spiritual training, your sense of the world and your sense of yourself will be formed at the ego level of awareness. Thank you, Cynthia Bourgeau. So Bourgeau writes that another name for ordinary awareness is ego thinking. And she says that this is the normal functioning zone of the human mind. So we need special spiritual training to get away from this ordinary thinking, to get beyond ordinary thinking, to move away from everything coming out of our ego. We don't want the whole of our lives to be about us. We don't want the whole of our lives to be about our perspective and what the world serves us day after day. We want to move into something different. So we need to learn the ways of prayer and how to make worship less about us, more about God. We need to take time to reflect on and study the ways of God. Uh, by the way, brief advertisement on this next slide, starting on Monday, January 3rd at 6 p.m. This is Eastern Standard Time. NCCLV starts a study of Cynthia Borjo's excellent and accessible book, and it's titled Centering Prayer and Inner Awakening. Uh, and you can just contact MCCLV's Minister of Administration, Ray Joseph, to get the Zoom information. That's Zoom only, meeting only online. Um, and that's Raymond Joseph at mcclv.info, or just use the contact us uh, form on the website. So again, we don't want to remain in ordinary awareness. We don't want to remain at the ego level, where everything's about us, where everything's about our perspective. And God's perspective is avoided or ignored. So like everything in life, moving into spiritual awareness, it takes time, it takes commitment. Anna, what did we hear about Anna? She was continually in the temple. No one had to beg her to come to worship. It was a part of her rhythm of life. Anna wouldn't awaken and say, well, I just don't feel like worshiping today. 
Remember, we don't worship based on our feelings or on our emotions. If that were the case, I certainly would not be here today, right? I woke up this morning and all I wanted to do was just stay in that nice, toasty, warm bed, right? So uh, Anna would have been a part of the congregation whether she was having a good day or a bad day, whether it seemed like there was a better opportunity that came her way. And this isn't meant to make us feel guilty. There's a saying, I love a saying, that spirituality is a journey, not a guilt trip, right? If guilt is our motivator, then our spirituality is only for show. We're gonna pick it up and put it down pretty frequently. We are released from guilt. We are liberated from guilt. We are not going to have perfect spiritual lives, and that's okay, because guess what? Simeon and Anna, these amazing elders that we heard about today, they were faithful, not perfect. And so let's all just sort of exhale. Ooh, they were faithful, not perfect. There's only one perfect human who walked the earth, and Simeon and Anna, they were blessed by, and they provided a blessing to Jesus. Imagine being in the temple when all that happened. So Simeon and Anna, faithful, not perfect. They provide us with high expectations, though. Personally, though, I prefer a spirituality with high expectations rather than a spirituality with low expectations or no expectations. So praise be to God for Anna and Simeon and all the saints who've kept this thing going over the centuries. Over 2,000 years, there have been numerous Simeons and Annas who have been devoted, who have been prayerful, who have showed up early and have left late so that others could practice their spirituality. And there are Simeons and Annas worshiping here today, in person, online, at NCCLV. There are people who love being in the sanctuary or love worshiping online. There are people who love supporting the church, love attending events and classes, and love serving outside of the congregation too. And we take a moment today to praise God for all of the Simeons, all of the Annas over the years. And so, will you pray with me, church? We thank you, Lord, for all the people who love to pray, all the people who love to worship, we thank you for all of the people who have been so very, very faithful. Put within each of us daily and weekly spiritual and religious rhythms that honor you. Like Simeon and Anna, help us to recognize your divine presence and to praise you for it. No matter what age we are, Lord God, keep us focused on growing and maturing and ripening in you. And let's all say, amen. I'm supposed to sing this song, but I'm hearing from an Anna in my life right now, so I'm going to sing what Fanny Jones probably would have sung, my great-grandma. She'd probably say it. Uh, we are often tossed and driven on a restless sea of time. Somber skies and howling tempest off succeed a bright sunshine. But in the land of perfect day, when the mists have rolled away, we will understand it better by and by. Trials dark on every hand, and we cannot understand. 
All the way that God would lead us to that blessed promised land. But God guides with his eye and will follow till we die. And we'll understand it better by and by. is with us. We lift up our hearts and we give thanks to God for this opportunity to commune with one another and to commune with God. Praise God for the inclusive gift of love and praise God for the gift of Jesus Christ. On the night on which Jesus was given over to suffering and death through the betrayal of a friend, he gathered with a group of disciples. Jesus took bread and after he had blessed it and given thanks for it, Jesus broke it. Jesus gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. After supper, Jesus took the cup, and after he had blessed it and given thanks, Jesus said, drink of this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for the remission of your sins and the sins of the whole world. 
Let us take a moment of silent confession to confess to God all we may have done or failed to do to keep in right relationship with God. Let us pray. Bless these gifts of bread and fruit of the vine. We thank you, God, for the forgiveness and joy we experience as we share this holy meal. We receive your never-ending love and healing at this table, and we are grateful. How good it is to commune with you, God. Amen. Our faith is a mixture of past, present, and future. We remember what God did for us in Christ. We experience now the spirit of the living Christ, and we look forward to God's continuing promise to us of growth and new life. And so we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Praise God for this bread and for the journey and this cup of new life. Let us now share this meal together. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap? Is sleeping whom Greet with anthems sweet While shepherds watch Is keeping This, this is Christ the King Whom shepherds guard And angels sing hey, Loving God, how wonderful it has been to worship you and to experience the outpouring of your spirit. We thank you for this time of communion, this time of communing with you, communing with our siblings in Christ. Lord God, you have blessed us and you are going to continue to bless us. We are just in awe of you, God. Thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy every day. Amen. Good, please rise as able. Let's join in saying together our commission and blessing. As people who have been found, loved, and forgiven, we go into God's world bringing messages of peace, love, and hope to all whom we meet. We prepare for lives of service, helping others in all kinds of needs and situations. Like Simeon and Anna, we will be faithful to God's call in the months, years, and decades ahead. Alleluia. Amen. Oh, 